this is for Teen Talk Adult Talk with me is Engineer Sebagala Hakim. I don't know why for some reason Sebagala coincides with with Honorable but we shall be getting in a lot of information. So the man I'm with is an engineer, a full one, like a legitimate engineer who has literally built up his profession. He's a seasoned teacher, he's a business consultant, he's a director at Memory Miles towards and couple and he has done a lot of things. He has worked as a programs director at Youth Smart Network Initiative and trust me, for this season breaking free from breaking free from existing structures is going to be a great one. So engineer, how are you doing? Um I'm literally doing good. And thank you very much for that kind introduction. I'm very glad and and very happy to be part of this following. I hope to be productive and I hope that whatever we share shall not only benefit our country but also benefit young people in Africa and the world at large. Wow, that means you have a Pan-African spirit. I think we are going to catch up very much about that just after this podcast. So, we are talking about self-employment, self-employment, and it is something that people are now confusing with being an entrepreneur. So, as a person who has been in the corridors of self-employment, what's, what's your take? Just, just a great overview on self-employment as you get into this whole thing. Well, thank you very much for, for that kind question, my brother. Uh, one, we must understand uh, the ideal or the ideals of employment. And then we understand uh, the concept of self. Uh, employment uh, is the ability to have something to do, something to do. It can be formal, it can be informal. But the challenge that we have today is the fact that people people are very much concerned about the formal world and do not want to dwell so very much in the informal world, especially in regards to employment. So to me, to me as an individual, I believe that uh, self-employment is the ability uh, to do something that you are passionate about, something that can that can enable you earn a living that can improve your wealth, that can benefit you in one way or the other at the end of that day. Oh, actually, thank you very much. Now, I want you to intertwine that very great introduction with the fact that you started this entire small business and all those things way back in senior four. Was that because of a certain ignition? Did you have something that you were chasing after or it was just you running after a passion? Uh, well, me as an individual, one of the things that I fear ever since I started the school is, is to be poor. That is that is rule number one in my life. Being poor is something that I really fear. So when I got done with, with my senior four, I thought of something that I could start up to earn a living than sitting home for for the next three, four months. You know, right? So I thought that maybe if I, I, I engage in something that can earn me something uh, in my pocket at the end of the day, somehow, somewhere, it could not only benefit me, but even benefit the people around me, right? So despite the fact that I, I had attended a good school, I had to look for something to do. And that something was to make chapatis. At the end of the day, I could make something uh, profitable. 
I could earn a penny, I could earn a dollar or two at the end of the day. So, me as an individual, I fear being poor. And for that fact, it has, it has, it has inspired me, it has motivated me to dwell and venture into so very many business opportunities. Oh, yes, yes, that's why you are a very great guest when it comes to this entire business. So, you began as, as a teenager, you began in the corridors of, I am not going to become poor, I have to get the right direction and, and see this through. But once a person hears of something like business, and then they hear something like engineer, that two thoughts do not coincide. How, what, what, what should I make of that? <laughs> well, thank you so very much, my young brother. Uh, the problem we have in Africa is that our schools have only taught us to be professional in one field. That's why it is a university. You go to a university at the end of the day so that you 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 you, you have a, a profession that you dwell into, being a teacher, being an engineer, being a doctor. At the end of the day, that's why you go to a university. I'm very lucky that for me I didn't go to a university, but I attended a multi-university where I was able to acquire so many skills, not only being an engineer, but I have I have knowledge in law, I have knowledge in, in, in being a doctor, I have knowledge in, in, in doing business. Because you, you not only need the engineering knowledge to survive. No, please. You need knowledge everywhere. Because even in engineering, I'm doing business. Okay, so if I do not have the knowledge in business, if I do not know how to manage my finances, then there is no way I'm going to make a successful engineer in as far as my firms are concerned, right? So you need, you need, and I, I always tell young people that when you go to these schools, you do not have to concentrate on to one profession, no. Right? You have to concentrate and, 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 and open up your mind to so various uh, knowledge and skills, right? If, 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 if you have the knowledge in business, there is nothing you lose. If you have the knowledge in law, there is nothing you lose. If you have the knowledge in accounting, there is literally nothing to lose, right? Wow. So despite being an engineer, I have put my efforts in running so many businesses. And these businesses not only help me, but also help the people around me. They also help my country and help young people elsewhere in Africa well, and the world at large. Thank you, thank you very much. So we are going to be going for a short break, but after that we shall be coming and talking numbers. I'm going to be talking about these statistics. 78.2% of people in Uganda are self-employed. And it just does okay for some reason we also know the very high unemployment rate but 72.78.2 is rather a great one then if you a little bit dig deeper you'll notice that artists have about 3.8 more million 3.8 more likely chances to succeed in self-employment just right after the break we shall be still with engineer seva gala hakim thank you so much Well, we'll be back. This has been 14 Talk Adult Talk and we are still talking business and things to do with self-employment and okay, entrepreneurship, if you may call it so. Is there what do you make of the 80, 80, uh, 78.2% of the people in Uganda that are self-employed? I do not 
And for some reason, it does not connect with the very high unemployment rate at the same time. Is there a way you could break it for us how people are rather having a very good statistic in being self-employed and then at the same time there is a very high unemployment rate? Yeah, I, I very much want to thank young people in Uganda uh, for, the, for, the, for the ability to come up with those numbers. Of course, you know that young people we constitute 70, 70, over 75% of the population in Uganda. Yeah. And if if we are over 75%, and out of the entire population, you realize that 78.2% of that population are self-employed. It means that young people are no longer uh, so much uh, interested in what they've learned. They've now gone an extra mile to start up their own businesses so that they can survive in today's Uganda. Uh, you know, survival in today's Uganda is for the fittest. When you become unfit at any moment, at any time, see, your survival rate will, will reduce and you will definitely, uh, definitely cease to exist in one or the other. So the numbers are okay, and the numbers clearly translate, or they clearly state that, well, young people have gone to school, and they've gone to school, but they, they, they can't sit home and wait what to do in offices, right? So it's actually a sort of being employed, but not necessarily in the field you studied, but it's more or less like a side hustle thing. That is because it. Because also these millions of chapati stores are all businesses. That's why these numbers are really high. That is true. That is why those numbers are really, really, really very, very much high. But at the, at the end of the day, the most important thing is to clear the mindset. You see, it does not only mean that when, when, when you are selling chapatis, when you set up a chip store, uh, when you set up a, a tomato store or a vegetable store, you don't earn. Right? Yes. This earns, and people are making, making a lot of money out of it. I know of young people who are involved with, with cheap stores, and at the end of the day, they are owning plots of land. They are owning so many other investments. So that's it to in the perspective, it's in the perspective we take as young people, it's in the perspective we take as youth, and the direction is limitless. Yeah, you see my brother, number one thing I've encouraged young people is to have a clear mindset. Yes. A mindset that is willing to do anything. It, does, it doesn't matter where, whether, whether you've grown up in Korolo, whether you've grown up in Naguru. No one you will bring food to your table at the end of the day when you're not a hard worker. Right? You must work hard and work smart. Wow. Yes. Yes. So it, does, it doesn't necessarily mean that uh, the people, the people, the people on these on these stores, yeah, uh, and necessarily people from Katanga, and necessarily people from the ghettos yeah. of Uganda. No. So, engineer, I would like you to connect to connect that 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 briefing with with this bite of what's the craziest thing you have done? Because the last time I checked. One of the rewards of being an entrepreneur and in this world there are really very many risks as good as the profits would be. So what, what are those risks that you have experienced and you've been like, okay, if I had the chance I would go back but let me just head on. Uh, you see, I made, I made, I made an investment. Uh, that is before, before, before I now uh, branch to agriculture. 
I made an investment of around 7.5 million. Uh, someone came to the engineer, you know what, when we invest in watermelons, we can get a lot of money, we can get a lot of profits at the end of the day. Yeah, at the end of the day as a businessman, because for us, uh, we believe in losses and profits, I invested money, and at the end of the day, oh, it didn't work out so well. That, 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 was a, that was a very big risk, because uh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do the period study, so I just invested this money, and it, it, all, went, it, it all went flat. But that didn't stop me from moving on. Eh? Yes. The, the, the other thing is, the other thing is, uh, in fact, when 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 I started my first year at campus, uh, we, together with a group of around three young people, we started a tour and travel company. But in that company, I was I was I was just an employee. I I I I I, I invested the money in it, but as an employee, not among the director. Yeah. Uh, after 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 around six seven months. Uh, the company was doing so good, and these people had to fire me. <laughs> I, I, I got fired from the company. That's why I started my old memory miles to other travel. But it was it was a big risk because I had invested a lot of money in the other one, and now moving into the tourism uh, industry, well knowing the changes that were in it back then, it was also very challenging, right? So you must take risks, and when 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 you fear to take risks. As, as a businessman or as an entrepreneur, then there is no way you can you can succeed. Uh, I know people who have lost billions and have continued to move in the line of business. So I call upon young people to not fear facing these risks, right? Very risks are everywhere. Risks are in the, the, the marriages, risks are in relationships, risks are in businesses, risks are everywhere in life. Even when we're talking of relationships, have you mind yeah. to risk or you're still afraid like me? <laughs> <laughs> of, of course, I've, I've, I've risked over 10 times and they're not working out. But it doesn't mean that I, I shouldn't continue trying out my luck or trying out my chances. Oh, very, very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very, very much. So, actually, in that, mm. we're supposed to be connected that with the advantages and disadvantages of being self-employed, but now knowing that you've underlined the disadvantages, you are done with that. What, what are the benefits you got as an entrepreneur in school? That means one, you are never broke, and there is an advantage that I do not know. Uh, then, then the other thing, you don't have to put a lot of pressure on your parents. I managed to petition throughout my four years at university. Eh? Yes. I've, 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 I've managed to secure plots of land. I've constructed my own house. I bought my first plot of land when I was in my, my, my first year at campus. I, yeah. I, 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 I built in second year eh? and I live in my own home, you know, right? But then the other thing, the other thing we, are, we, are, we, are, we are not talking about my brother is the fact that uh, at the end of the day, when you have an idea in business, it doesn't mean that you need money, right? You need to settle out your idea so that there are people outside there who have money, but, but they don't have the ideas, right? So young people forget that fact. They think that to, to start a business, you must have money. You must have lots of money to start this business. No. For me, my, my, my point is that even when I started my first separate store, I didn't have any single coin. 
But I moved through people, I told them that, you know what, I have this idea, please support me, I can make it, and at the end of the day, I'll give you back your money. You understand? Yes. And people with the money supported me to start. So it doesn't mean that you must have millions of money to start. No. Yeah. All you need is that idea. All you need is an idea. We are here waiting for ideas to support them. Because they've supported us through also. The other thing is the fact that for any business, you must run it with money. Yes. And that is that, that brings us to an important topic called financial management. Yes. Financial mismanagement is a leading factor to so many businesses breaking down. You see, as teens or as young people, we surely need a fancy life. You're operating, you're operating a business of around one million, and because you've seen your colleague, you've seen a friend with an iPhone 12 Pro Max, you want, you want, you want, you want to buy the 12 Pro Max, which is worth six five million, right? But you're operating a business of one million. So if you get the money from the business, you also get loans from friends, and then you invest it into a smartphone, which is even more than the running capital in your business, then you are at the verge of collapse. <laughs> right? That is a very lively example. I'm telling you, financial mismanagement is a leading factor to so many businesses collapsing. There are very many teams who are lucky that their parents are, for example, set up boutiques for them, set up small enterprises that they are running on their own, right? Now, they get into this business, or this, this business, which is around 40 million as capital. But within two to three months, all the capital is down. Because you have a friend, uh, your best friend, who likes to put to, to, to put on uh, fast uh, nice clothes, they come to your shop and they take things for free. <laughs> but this is wrong, this is business. Yes. This is business. If they want things for free, you tell them this is not a charity. This is not a lottery. This is not an NGO. This is business. Wow, wow, wow. Right? <laughs> and, and for any business that, that you start, my brother. Yes. Or that the young people following us tonight are willing to start. In any way, you must start up a business whose return on investment is really high. Yes. You see, there's a called return on investment. If you, you ever sit down and realize that uh, the business you are starting has a low investment, then why do you have to risk <laughs> going to that business? Okay? So you must set up a business whose return on investment is, is really high. It's really high. And, and, and by, by being really high, it doesn't mean that when you invest one million, you get four at the end of that day. Well, hello, this is 14 Talk Adult Talk with me, it's Engineer Sebagala Hakim. I don't know why, for some reason, Sebagala coincides with, with Honorable, but we shall be getting in a lot of information. So the madam with this an engineer, a full one, like a legitimate engineer who has literally built up his profession. He's a seasoned teacher, he's a business consultant, he's a director at Memory Miles Towards and Travel, and he has done a lot of things. He has worked 
as a programs director at Youth Smash Network Initiative and trust me, for this season breaking free from breaking free from existing structures is going to be a great one. So engineer, how are you doing? Um I'm literally doing good. And thank you very much for that kind introduction. I'm very glad and and very happy to be part of this following. I hope to be productive and I hope that whatever we share shall not only benefit our country but also benefit young people in Africa and the world at large. Wow, that means you have a Pan-African spirit. I think we are going to catch up very much about that just after this podcast. So, we have been talking about self-employment, self-employment, and it is something that people are now confusing with being an entrepreneur. So, as a person who has been in the corridors of self-employment, what, what's your take? Just, just a great overview on self-employment as you get into this whole thing. Well, thank you very much for, for that kind question, my brother. Uh, one, we must understand uh, the ideal or the ideals of employment. And then we understand uh, the concept of self. Uh, employment uh, is the ability to have something to do, something to do. It can be formal, it can be informal. But the challenge that we have today is the fact that people people are very much concerned about the formal world and do not want to dwell so very much in the informal world, especially in regards to employment. Very so to me, to me as an individual, I believe that uh, self-employment is the ability uh, to do something that you are passionate about, something that can that can enable you earn a living that can improve your wealth, that can benefit you in one way or the other at the end of that day. Oh, actually, thank you very much. Now, I want you to intertwine that very great introduction with the fact that you started this entire small business and all those things way back in senior four. Was that because of a certain ignition? Did you have something that you were chasing after or it was just you running after a passion? Uh, well, me as an individual, one of the things that I fear ever since I started the school is, is to be poor. That is that is rule number one in my life. Being poor is something that I really fear. So when I got done with, with my senior four, I thought of something that I could start up to earn a living than sitting home for for the next three, four months. You know, right? So I thought that maybe if I, I, I engage in something that can earn me something uh, in my pocket at the end of the day, somehow, somewhere, it could not only benefit me, but even benefit the people around me, right? So despite the fact that I, I had attended a good school, I had to look for something to do. And that something was to make chapatis. At the end of the day, I could make something uh, profitable. I could earn a penny. I could earn a dollar or two at the end of the day. So, me as an individual, I fear being poor. And for that fact, it has, it has, it has inspired me, it has motivated me to dwell and venture into so very many business opportunities. Oh, yes, yes, that's why you are a very great guest when it comes to this entire business. So, you began as as a teenager, you began in the corridors of, I am not going to become poor, I have to get the right direction, and 
and see this through. But once a person hears of something like business and then they hear something like engineer, the two thoughts do not coincide. How, what, what, what should I make of that? <laughs> well, thank you so very much, my young brother. Uh, the problem we have in Africa is that our schools have only taught us to be professional in one field. That's why it is a university. You go to a university at the end of the day so that you, 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 you have a, a profession that you dwell into, being a teacher, being an engineer, being a doctor. At the end of the day, that's why you go to a university. I'm very lucky that for me I didn't go to a university, but I attended a multi-university where I was able to acquire so many skills not only being an engineer, but I have I have knowledge in law, I have knowledge in, in, in being a doctor, I have knowledge in, in, in doing business. Because you, you not only need the engineering knowledge to survive. No please. You need knowledge everywhere. Because even in engineering I'm doing business. Okay. So if I do not have the knowledge in business, if I do not know how to manage my finances, then there is no way I'm going to make a successful engineer in as far as my firms are concerned. Right? So you need you need and I always I tell young people that when you go to these schools, you do not have to concentrate on to one profession. No. Right? You have to concentrate and and, and, and open up your mind to so various uh, knowledge and skills, right? If, if 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 you have the knowledge in business, there is nothing you lose. If you have the knowledge in law, there is nothing you lose. If you have the knowledge in accounting, there is literally nothing you lose, right? Wow. So despite being an engineer, I have put my efforts in running so many businesses, and these businesses not only help me but also help the people around me. They also help my country and help young people elsewhere in Africa well, and the world at large. Thank you, thank you very much. So we are going to be going for a short break, but after that we shall be coming and talking numbers. I'm going to be talking about this statistic. 78.2% of people in Uganda are self-employed. And it just does... Okay, for some reason we also know the very high unemployment rate, but 72 78.2 is rather a great one. Then if you a little bit dig deeper you'll notice that artists have about three point eight more million three point eight more likely chances to succeed in self employment. Just right after the break we shall be still with engineer Seva Galahakim. Thank you so much. Well we'll be back. This has been fourteen talk adult talk and we are still talking business and things to do with self-employment and okay entrepreneurship if you may call it so it's there what do you make of the 82 80 uh, rather 78.2 percent of the people in uganda that are self-employed i do not and for some reason it does not connect with the very high unemployment rate at the same time is there a way you could break it for us how people are Rather, having a very good statistic in being self-employed and then at the same time there is a very high unemployment rate. Yeah, I, I very much want to thank young people in Uganda uh, for, the, for, the, for the ability to come up with those numbers. Of course, you know that young people 
constitutes 70, 70, over 75% of the population in Uganda. Yeah. And if if we are over 75%, and out of the entire population, you realize that 78.2% of that population are self-employed. It means that young people are no longer uh, so much uh, interested in what they've learned. They've now gone an extra mile to start up their own businesses so that they can survive in today's Uganda. Uh, you know, survival in today's Uganda is for the fittest. When you become unfit at any moment, at any time, your survival rate will, will reduce and you will definitely, uh, definitely cease to exist in one or the other. So the numbers are okay. And the numbers clearly translate, or they clearly state that, well, young people have gone to school, and they've gone to school, but they, they, they can't sit home and wait for what to do in offices, right? So it's a concept of being employed, but not necessarily in the field you studied, but it's more or less like a side hustle thing. That is because it. Because also these millions of chapati stores are all businesses. That's why these numbers are really high. That is true. That is why those numbers are really, 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 very, very much high. But at the, at the end of the day, the most important thing is to clear the mindset. You see, it does not only mean that when, when, when you are selling chapatis, when you set up a chip store, uh, when you set up a, a tomato store or a vegetable store, you don't earn, right? Yes. This earn. And people are making, making a lot of money out of it. I know young people who are who started with, with cheap stores, and at the end of the day, they are owning plots of land. They are owning so many other investments. So that's in perspective, it's in the perspective we take as young people, it's in the perspective we take as youth, and the direction is limitless. Yeah, you see, my brother, number one thing I've encouraged young people is to have a clear mindset. Yes. A mindset that is willing to do anything. It, does, it doesn't matter where, whether, whether you've grown up in Korolo, whether you've grown up in Naburu. No one you will bring food to your table at the end of the day when you're not a hard worker. Right? You must work hard and work smart. Wow. Yes. Yes. So it, does, it doesn't necessarily mean that uh, the, people, the, people, the people on these, on these chapati stores Yes. Uh, and necessarily people from Katanga and necessarily people from the ghettos of yes. Uganda. No. So, Ingenia, I would like you to connect to connect that 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 briefing with with this bite of what's the craziest thing you have done? Because the last time I checked, one of the rewards of being an entrepreneur and in this world there are really very many risks, as good as the profits would be. So what, what are those risks that you have experienced and you've been like, okay, if I had the chance, I would go back, but let me just head on. Uh, you see, I made, I made, I made an investment. Uh, that is before, before, before I now uh, branch to agriculture, I made an investment of around 7.5 million. Uh, someone came to that engineer, you know what, when we invest in watermelons, we can get a lot of money, we can get a lot of profits at the end of the day. And at, the, yeah, at the end of the day, as a businessman, because for us, uh, we believe in losses and profits, I invested money, and at the end of the day, oh, it didn't work out so well. That, 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 was a, that was a very big risk, because I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I 
did do the parent study, so I just invested this money and it, it, all, went, it, it all went clear. But that didn't stop me from moving on. And yes. the, the, the other thing is, the other thing is, uh, in fact, when 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 I started my first year at campus, uh, we, together with a group of around three young people, we started a tours and travel company. But in that company, I was I was I was just an employee. I I I I I, I invested money in it, but as an employee, not among the director. Yeah. Uh, after 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 around six seven months. Uh, the company was doing so good, and these people had to fire me. <laughs> I, I, I got fired from the company. That's why I started my own memory miles towards and travel. But it was it was a big risk because I had invested a lot of money in the other one, and now moving into the tourism uh, industry, well knowing the changes that were in it back then, it was also very challenging, right? So you must take risks, and when 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 you feel to take risks. As, as a businessman or as an entrepreneur, then there is no way you can you can succeed. Uh, I know people who have lost billions and have continued to move in the line of business. So I call upon young people to not fear facing these risks, right? Very risks are everywhere. Risks are in the, the, the marriages, risks are in relationships, risks are in businesses, risks are everywhere in life. Even when we're talking of relationships, have you minded yeah. to risk or you're still afraid like me? <laughs> <laughs> of, of course, I've, I've, I've risked over 10 times and they're not working out. But it doesn't mean that I, I shouldn't continue trying out my luck or trying out my chances. Oh, very, very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very, very much. So, actually, in that, mm. we're supposed to be connected that with the advantages and disadvantages of being self-employed, but now knowing that you've underlined the disadvantages you are done with that, what what are the benefits you got as an entrepreneur in school? That means one, you are never broke, and there is an advantage that I do not know. Uh, then, then the other thing, you don't have to put a lot of pressure on your parents. I managed to petition throughout my four years at university. Eh? I've, I've, I've managed to secure plots of land. I've constructed my own house. I bought my first plot of land when I was in my, my, my first year at campus. I, 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 I built in second year. Eh? And I live in my own home, you know, right? But then the other thing, the other thing we, are, we, are, we, are, we are not talking about my brother is the fact that uh, at the end of the day, when you have an idea in business, it doesn't mean that you need money, right? You need to settle out your idea so that there are people outside there who have money, but, but they don't have the ideas, right? So young people forget that fact. They think that to, to start a business, you must have money. You must have lots of money to start this business. No. For me, my, my, my point is that even when I started my first separate store, I didn't have any single coin. But I moved through people, I told them that, you know what, I have this idea, please support me. I can make it and at the end of the day, I'll give you back your money. You understand? Yes. And people with the money supported me to start. So it doesn't mean that you must have millions of money to start. No. All you need is that idea. All you need is an idea. We are here waiting for ideas to support them. Because they've supported us through also. The other thing is the fact that for any business, you must run it with money. Yes. And that is 
that that brings us to an important topic called financial management. Yes. Financial mismanagement is a leading factor to so many businesses breaking down. You see, as teens or as young people, we show a need a fancy life. You're operating, you're operating a business of around one million. And because you've seen your colleague, you've seen a friend with an iPhone 12 Pro Max, you want, you want, you want, you want to buy the 12 Pro Max, which is worth six, five million, right? But you're operating a business of one million. So if you get money from the business, you also get loans from friends, and then you invest it into a smartphone, which is even more than the running capital into your business. Then you are at the verge of collapse. <laughs> Right? That is a very lively example. I'm telling you, financial mismanagement is a leading factor to so many businesses collapsing. There are very many teams who are lucky that their parents, are, for example, set up boutiques for them, set up small enterprises that they are running on their own, right? Now they get into this business or this, this business which is around 40 million as capital. But within two to three months, all the capital is down because you have a friend, uh, your best friend, who likes to put to, to, to put on uh, fast and uh, nice clothes. They come to your shop and they take things for free. <laughs> but this is wrong. This is business. Yes. This is business. If they want things for free, you tell them this is not a charity. This is not lottery. This is not an NGO. This is business. Wow, wow, wow. Right? <laughs> and for any business that, that you start, my brother, yes. or that the young people following us tonight are willing to start, in any way, you must start up a business whose return on investment is really high. Yes. You see, there's not called return on investment. If you, you ever sit down and realize that uh, the business you are starting has a low investment, then why do you have to risk <laughs> going to that business? Okay? So you must set up a business whose return on investment is, is really high. It's really high. And, and, and by, by being really high, it doesn't mean that when you invest one million, you get four at the end of that day. 